Hi, everybody. This is your Keeper speaking. One of them, anyway. One of the best parts of playing a collaboratively GM'd game is getting to share the directorship of the story, and also responsibility for the pre-rolls. Welcome to episode 6 of Losers, A Love Story. Content warnings at the top, this episode goes to some dark places. In this one, we've got an on-screen depiction of verbal confrontation between friends, major unreality, child death, limb dismemberment, references to self-harm, and references to suicide and suicidal ideation. We're all really proud of this project, and I hope it can provide catharsis, but I and all of us would always, always, always prefer you to take care of yourself first and foremost. And if this is triggering content for you, please exercise caution. We try to leave in table talk around potentially triggering scenes, and we make frequent use of check-ins and safety mechanics with one another. Please check in with yourself and use any safety mechanics you see fit. If that's skipping this one, I understand. I care about you. Okay, now for the fun part. Losers, A Love Story is edited and sound designed by the incomparable Ryan Boulder, who turned this monstrous recording session into something both listenable and beyond what we're able to create around our virtual table. Ryan's editing and design completely elevates the story we're telling every week and is so inspirational to me as a fellow editor and designer. Genuinely, they rule. (laughs) The part of Ben Hanscom is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed the theme music you will be hearing shortly. The part of Richie Tozier is played by Tim Werner. The part of Mike Hanlon is played by J.B. Hampton Van Sant. The part of Eddie Kasprak is played by Val Patron. The part of Bill Dunbrough is played by Alex Flanagan. The part of Beverly Marsh is played by Addison Peacock. And the part of the canonically alive man Stanley Uris is played by me, MJ. All these characters are the intellectual property of Stephen King until I can meet him and best him in hand-to-hand combat. The game we're playing is Back to Dairy, a Monster of the Week hack and supplement written by Christine Priebus. We make some die rolls in this one, I promise. (laughs) Thanks as always to the OneShot Network for hosting us. This project is funded by the recently revitalized Cryptid Keeper Patreon, now under the new title of Paperboat Productions. You can find that linked in the description and on Twitter at PaperboatPods. We have some really cool stuff in the pipeline, but for now patrons have access to the first slate of Losers outtakes from episodes 1 through 4, and an original song by dubiously canonical band Shark Puppy, a collaboration between Bill Denbro and Richie Tozier. Wink. I won't keep you. Enjoy the episode. the the golden era of the late 80s or early 90s we're all whatever age like 12 or 13 um we are children um and we're in our clubhouse a place that we have obliquely talked about maybe twice and never actually described um and in this scene we're gonna discuss the fact that we've all seen some terrifying shit but first i would love to sort of do a group um um description of our clubhouse because i think we can make it be yeah. whatever we want it to be and I, I i like that idea 
if I may. It's a spaceship. Okay, no, well, um, I was going to say, wait, 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 wait. I think the driving person of this con- of that should be Andrew, a.k.a. Yeah, ben. It, yeah, uh, totally. Why don't you take our suggestions, and I'm going to say big old toilet. No, I'm kidding. Andrew, <laughs> if you have any ideas. <laughs> sure. Um, so if I may, and feel free to shoot this down, in the movie, it was, and I don't know if it was this way in the book as well, um, it was kind of like a big hole in the ground that they kind of dug out. It was that way um, in the book as well. May I suggest a change to yes. a, a tree house? Love a tree Ooh. house. We love a good tree house. Is that acceptable? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm in I, love with it. Yeah. But it's not. A bunch of preteens and teenagers are going to build a tree house, but. Oh, it's very janky. But okay. it is not but like, no, up to code. It is. Yeah, oh, it is not janky. Ben is good at this. Yeah, that is true. Ben is very good at this. I, I mean, I think it took Eddie maybe like a few weeks before he actually went in there because he is afraid of any rusted nails that are sticking out or like. Mm-hmm. And any, there's so many. And there's so many oh, for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like Eddie was very anxious about it. But once he got inside, I think he realized it's actually really, really well done. You did a great job, didn't you? Yeah. So I found the most. The the most stable branch, the thickest branch, and use that as a foundation for the base. Yeah, um, you did great. So it should be really stable. If I may, can it be like a treehouse that has like a bridge between other trees and stuff like that? Oh, so we have like multiple treehouses. Yeah, Wide but it's like a it's like bridge? a big old treehouse, but like it's it's got a bunch of a different little spaces. Now, di- are are you saying different tree? I'm. I'm here for it. I just want to get the the picture. Yeah. In my so head. so Are I'm you thinking like trees or different branches. I'm thinking like it's a wooded area and like uh-huh. there are a, a few different trees that are like pretty big and pretty close together, and that's what yeah. we ended up using. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Cool. So, I like it. I would like to make a suggestion though that it's not. Hmm. I don't know how to phrase this. I think it's important to me. That the treehouse not be appealing to people who aren't us. If yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. is important to me that it be a little janky. Yeah. Because I think part of what is important about the clubhouse, especially for putting it somewhere that it's visible, like because part of it when it's underground is like we're the only ones who know it's here. So mm-hmm. nobody's so like a use secret. It. Yeah. To anybody else, it looks like, you know, just a, a dirty hole in the ground if they see like the trapdoor at all. But like to us, it's a special and beautiful and wonderful place. If we have like a super cool stretches across multiple trees treehouse that like is uh, like I'm just I think part of the charm of it is it kind of takes that away a little bit. Yeah, part of the charm of it is that like we also are people who from the outside looking in um, are not particularly special. You know okay. what I mean? Well, if we want to uh, just move it back underground, that's fine. If that no. makes things, I like treehouse. I like treehouse too. I want it to be in a in the tree because I just like it being in a tree. Um, That's fine. I love treehouse. I'm just saying. I I think if making it too fancy, if if it's this cool like treehouse multiplex, I think that's fine. But then it just needs to look like shit from the outside. Oh yeah, absolutely. Corrugated boards and shit just on the outside, and it it's I don't know. It's got like weird posters and shit on the outside. Maybe instead of like different bridges and stuff it's like very um like loose just rope with no boards in between and you kind of have to like scooch scooch along yeah like inchworm along the ropes yeah yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that I love. I love that, yeah. So we're all in this space right now? Is that correct? Yeah. Great. Cool. Um, Richie, let me have the notebook. It's my turn. No, I just, I I need to use it just a second. Hold on, hold on. Give me the notebook. Bill. And like Richie's, Richie's scribbling just like, all over a page trying to draw a really shitty dick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Can you tell Richie to give me my fucking notebook back? Richie, why can't Eddie have his notebook? Fine, here. And he just, like, lets it go, and, like, all of the the weight or pressure kinetic energy, I guess, that Eddie was using to to pull this notebook just, like, sends him a little back. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, and he's (laughs) like... Because <laughs> he, he, Eddie definitely does not want to fall in this treehouse again. Still mm-hmm. afraid of the nails. Oh God, yes. Yeah, there are, there oh. are like a bunch of old rusty not nails. Not to mention, I think Ben a, is actually. If you get a bad splinter, you don't know. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I, absolutely. <laughs> this place and, is a death trap. Um, <laughs> Eddie hits Richie with the notebook on the shoulder. Oh shit! That's not anatomically sound. What? We're what? just going to leave that there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eddie opens the notebook. Uh, it's actually not Eddie's notebook. It's it's Eddie and Richie's notebook. But he was just telling everyone that it was his notebook, so they didn't know it was their notebook. Because it's just for them. And he opens it up and yeah, he sees this just for us. awful, just crude dick in there. And he just looks at Richie and goes, fuck you, and flips him off and, like, goes over onto the hammock and is, like, opening and, like, takes out a pencil and looks just like a little rat boy just pissed off and drawing something in the notebook. (laughs) (laughs) You could turn it into a hamster if you wanted. Andrew, I'm sorry, I, I I interrupted you when you were trying to say something about the treehouse. What what were you? Oh no, that's fine. No, I wanted to know. It, what it, it, look, I was just going to say that Ben is going around hammering nails in. I love that. Um, God bless. Because he knows that Eddie is is nervous about it, so he's like Aww. all of the ones that are sticking up. He's like just hammering sideways so they lay flat. Aww. Not important to the story. So Keep cute. going. I think I. Th- no, no, it no. Important. Actually, it's I, important I to me. Uh, Mike says the thing about the hamster. And says, I can't draw a fucking hamster, Mike. And then looks over Ugh. and sees Ben hammering nails. And is kind of, he kind of gets soft. And he's like, his eyebrows like melt a little. And like, oh sh- shit, new kid's doing this. That's very sweet. And Eddie goes, hey, do you want me to like draw you something? Like, or I don't know. Like I could, I'm, I'm not a very good artist. Maybe I can help out later. I don't know. Like, uh. You don't have to do that now. I mean, like, Ben, come on, man. We're all just hanging out. I mean, but also don't like, I mean, don't stop because that could be a a dangerous thing. And like, I don't want to get tetanus. I don't want anyone here to get tetanus. Tetanus is disgusting. I don't know if you've ever looked up tetanus in the dictionary. It's not a pretty sight. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Bill kind of laughs and kind of shakes his head a little bit. And he stands up from where he was seated in the corner, um, I think probably thumbing through some comic books. And he uh, he says, well, it, it, it'll get done faster if we all help. I think Eddie looks at Bill and 
sort of looks back at Ben and is like, I mean, do we have more hammers? Anything can be a hammer if you use it the right way. I've got some wrenches. <laughs> You're right about that. And then and then Richie just does like a, a sex motion. Ew. Yeah, it's, what? Yeah, no, it's no, 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 no. You have to describe the sex motion. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah it's, what's it's sex just, motion? It's just a thrust. You know, the, the thing that, like, the it's just a thrust. Uh, sex motion was going to be the name of our band, um, but then the school principal told us we wouldn't be allowed to play at any dances, so we changed it to Shark Puppy. I don't believe Richie has ever had sex. Oh, I hope not. He never can will. You, can, you, can you say that in character? No. In um, Richie, you've never had sex ever. <laughs> hey, I fucked your mom last night. Shut the hell up. You, oh. you don't even know my mom. She's a good lady. Um, yeah, good in bed. Ben, I'll take a I'll take a wrench. Thanks, Bev. Yeah, I mean, um, you you can you can use the hammer and and um, I'll use a wrench. Oh God, Here. no! I'm not the master handyman. You keep the you keep the hammer. I'll try my luck with this. No, but it's okay. When this is going on, uh, uh, Eddie looks at Richie with like a little sneer and flips him off. Like, don't be an asshole uh, to Ben. Richie just flips him back off, give, re- returning the favor. Mm. Nice, nice. And um, Eddie gets up from the hammock and leaves the notebook there and is like, all right, uh, give me a, give me a wrench if you got one. Uh, yeah, I've got one more wrench. The next person who wants something is um, going to have to figure out how to use a screwdriver. Oh, I'm going to use the wrench then. You're not getting the you're not getting this wrench, Richie. This is my wrench. No, I fucking want the wrench. No, give no, me the wrench. No. I don't want a fucking Stop. screwdriver. Hey, this is mine. I think they're fighting Shit. over it now. Mike is going to go back to the notebook. And just start um, start drawing something. Um, it's an image of um, oh dear. By this point in the story, what? I just want to let you know too. Um, you're absolutely allowed to do this. You should know. Um, Eddie's looking away and not noticing you do this. Um, this mm-hmm. is a notebook that is strictly full of drawings and notes between Richie and Eddie. Yeah, of course. I sort yeah. of figured that. Yeah, but Cute. I but I also I would love <laughs> if Mike did something in that notebook without either of them noticing and like Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so Mike is going Aww. to sketch in it and just sketch an a kind of spookiest-ish looking image. Um at what at what point during the timeline of clown fuckery is this happening? So the way that I was envisioning this scene, um, and this might be a really good way to lead into it, is that we've all so. mm-hmm. probably seen something at this point, mm-hmm. but we haven't, like, talked to each other about it. We, we've all experienced the clown, but we haven't talked about how there's a clown and we all saw stuff. In fact, I think this is probably very shortly after the rock fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe we even mm-hmm. came here directly afterwards. Like, this okay. is our first time bringing Mike up to the treehouse and sort of initiating. Um, but, you know, I think maybe this was like where we came after we sort of ran off from all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the group as a whole has not existed, I think, for more than like half a day. Yeah. Okay. So then Mike's going to sketch out a mm-hmm. weird cartoony version of a, a weird cartoony version of Pennywise. Um, mm. But like, it's all, it's all small and weird looking and shit. Um, 
I think uh, Bill goes over to grab the screwdriver from Ben and sort of flips it around in his hand so that he's holding on to the actual screwdriver part of it and, and the handle is sticking out to Aww. use as a hammer and is going to grab that and start to work. But he sort of glances over and um, I think over Mike's shoulder sees you sketching in this little notebook and uh, at first doesn't see what it is that you're drawing. Just sort of says, oh, w- w- what's it? And then stops. Um, Richie turns to look over at what Mike is doing and then just like kind of grabs the notebook from him. Like, hey, stop. No, that's not yours. Fuck. Sorry. What? Uh, from the other side of the room, I think I notice, uh, I, I hear, I look up because of what of Richie yelling, but I stop on Bill's face. Uh, hey, are, Bill, are you okay? Uh, um, you look like you saw a ghost or something. Yeah, what the fuck kind of creepy shit is this, Mike? Wait, Bill. Bill, have you seen this before? I I I, I didn't think I, 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 I didn't think any, anyone else had. During that, um, Eddie's gonna yank the notebook and look. What is this? Like a fucking clown? It, it's it's n- not. It, it looks like a clown, but it's it's not. Right. Wait, um... what happened? When Georgie died, I saw some, someone, some thing, and I thought I was the only one, but... Mike, where, where did you see him? I, um, I saw this when my, uh, when my parents died, um, it was in the, in the fire, it, it was, it was in the fire, yeah. Shit. Um, I, 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 I've never seen that that before. But something really fucked up happened to me. Uh, like a few days ago. Do you guys remember? Um, when I I was late to hang out that time, I, I got stuck in my. I heard voices coming from, from inside my sink. What, what what did they say? I, I couldn't... I, I couldn't tell... I couldn't tell exactly, but... It's not... God, I mean, it's it's crazy. It sounded like... It sounded like kids. Kids? Yeah. Does everyone think I'm crazy now? No. What, what were they saying? Um... Uh, it, it's a bunch of different stuff. I, all talking together, it was hard to, I, it's hard to hear. I, I don't know, I, I freaked. I didn't really stick around to find out. 
Did they... Did they say... Did they say you'll float? Uh, how does she know that? Eddie swallows hard and looks over at everyone and goes up. A few weeks ago, I, um, you know, back when I wasn't coming to the treehouse for like a few days, I think I told you my mom grounded me. Um, I, um, saw outside of that creepy house on Nebel, I, I saw my pharmacist. And it wasn't my pharmacist. I, I don't know what it was. It shifted and changed, and it told me things. It said things that wasn't real. And it said, you'll float too. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't tell you. And he's mostly, at this point, talking to Bill. And then kind yeah. of turns to Richie. And then everyone. I... Uh, you guys too? Or... Uh, I thought... I don't know. I, I thought it was... I thought I was just freaking out. I thought... That it was all in your head. Yeah. That's, that's what Henry said when, and, uh, Ben's gonna put his hand on his stomach, um, where Henry started to, uh, cut him with the knife. I thought I imagined it or misheard him. I don't, I don't know. It seemed really out of place, but now I'm not sure. I guess I'll chime in too. I um, I've seen missing posters all over town. Uh, my name, my face. What? What the fuck? I, Why didn't I you thought tell it was me? just a stupid prank. I thought it was a prank. Shit, Rich. While this um, this back and forth is sort of flying, and this tension is over here, I think that Bill walked over to, like, put a hand on, on Eddie's shoulder and sort of comfort him, but um, for the past several minutes, it, the dialogue has sort of been fading out in his ears as he's actually been looking over at Stan. Yeah, uh, Stan is, like, troubled and has been kind of, um, like, he's always withdrawn, but he has been particularly withdrawn for a couple of days, and he's, like, notably not participating in this conversation um and he's i i don't know if this treehouse has like windows but i think it does have big ugly gaps in the in the uh, <laughs> walls yeah. um and he's sort of standing beside one of those and and looking out into the barrens and really tense um and and really like visibly upset um in a way that is like clearly trying to hold it together what, what about you, Stanley? I thought I saw something and I didn't. It wasn't real. 
What was it? It <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know what I don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, Come on, Stan. What? I thought I saw something, and it was real. No, I don't think it was. I think you're making it up. You're you just want to make me mad. Oh, oh, I'm making it up? Fuck you, man! You, you think that I... I think when you say that to Eddie about your making it up, um, Bill looks like you just shoved a dagger through his chest. Sorry. (laughs) I'm, Stan's not sorry, MJ's sorry. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And I think, I think at this point, Eddie goes, you know what? If you want to think I'm making it up, that's fine, Stan. But I'm leaving. I'm not going to fucking stay here and get gaslit by you. Yeah, I know that word. (laughs) (laughs) He's a little baby man. (laughs) (laughs) No, fuck you. And you know what? Eddie rips his shoulder from Bill's grasp and just takes the fucking notebook and he storms out. He's not even he's so pissed off that he's not even looking at the floor for the nails. He's just leaving. Like, Mm. fuck this. Fuck this and fuck you. No. I think there are probably a lot of moments throughout the course of their childhood and especially this early part of the childhood before the Losers Club like totally coalesces together when like somebody, usually Eddie or Richie, makes like a, a threat to to leave or, or to ditch or like gets mm-hmm. heated about something. And I think pretty much every time it doesn't actually happen. Um, but this time Bill doesn't do anything to stop you. And Eddie's waiting for that though. Like, is he just like on the ladder, just like waiting to go down the next <laughs> run? <laughs> that would be very funny. But I imagine like he, he gets to the door and he swivels around and he goes, what? No one's gonna stop me? Seriously? Come you on, get what he back just up said. here. No, he would have heard what he just said. He says he thinks we're all faking it. Well, we're obviously not. Why would I fake uh, seeing a giant bird with a clown face? That's... I don't know why anyone would lie about any of this. Why? Why the fuck would we lie, Stan? everybody stop yelling please thank you Beth. um i think at this moment like becoming the center of a lot of one attention which he hates and two like yelling which he hates um stan just kind of like he's had this very tense sort of like stiff upper lip but not not super doing okay expression this whole time mm-hmm. And when Eddie yells at him from the door, he just starts to cry. Oh, shit. It can't, it can't be real. It's not, it's not fucking real. It can't be. Uh, Bill, Bill comes over to you, and I think when he went to start hammering nails in, he, like, sort of uh, slipped off his flannel and tied it around his waist, like, of his t-shirt. I think he unties it and just drapes it around your shoulders for the sake of having something to put there. And he um, he just puts a hand on either of your shoulders and just says, 
what, whatever you saw. You're not the only one. I, I can't. I can't, I can't be real. It can't be real. I think Eddie drops the notebook in his hand and kind of looks at the rest of the group with his mouth open, kind of like, uh, 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 and then looks back at Stan and is like, Stan, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't mean to. I, we all, and just kind of swallows his own spit and kind of looks back at mm-hmm. specifically Rich but the rest of the group, again, just like, shit, fuck, I fucked it up, you know? Uh, I think that, I think that while Bill is like, got his uh, hands on Stan's shoulders and is like, given serious straight talk moment, uh, I think, I think that, um, kind of can't take it anymore, look, watching one of her friends cry, uh, Bev from behind with the assist comes in and just, and just <laughs> gives a tight hug from the back there, like, if, if yeah, you get it. Yeah, I get it. Oh. <laughs> when when that happens, Eddie looks at the group and is like, shit, and goes over and kind of hugs to yes. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I'm I'm setting up for a group hug here. I don't know about anyone else. No, that's what I was doing too. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I think uh, Richie yeah. is Val, you're the one like who one followed the, the. You picked up what I was putting down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think Richie is going to be one of the last into the group hug, just like kind of. I think Ben is probably going to go next mm-hmm. after um, after Bev, if that's okay. Yeah, that checks out. Yeah, Ben loves a hug canonically. Yeah, you do. Canonically, it, Ben loves hugs. He do. <laughs> Giving, receiving, all you of it. You love a hug. Um. I, as Mike, have known y'all for half a day, so I will, I think, be last for the simple reason I don't. You don't know these people. I don't people. know y'all yet. Uh, I, would, I would love. I would love if right. maybe a scene of like Mike and Rich look at each other, and Mike goes, "They're your friends." <laughs> that is really all cute. said with the eyes just. That is really cute. Go over. They're your friends. Oh. Go hug the people. Right. You hug the people Jesus, first. Jesus, that's all the gay shit right here. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I think this, uh, this this sort of awkward group hug is is settling in here, and uh, the the tension of the moment maybe has not completely broken, but it has gone pretty slack. And I think that uh, Bill pulls back a little bit, kind of somewhat awkwardly, and. He's not really sure where he fits into this group hug situation because he was just standing there, like, already making contact and then everybody else was hugging and he wasn't hugging and it seems too late to do that now and it's, like, kind of a weird thing. He's overthinking it a little bit, but um, I think he kind of he kind of laughs and he um, he he crosses his arms and he's like, I, I, I think that's enough about the clown for today. Let's, um... R- Richie, why don't you t- turn on the radio? Um, Richie just goes over to the radio and, uh, um, shit, we don't have Shark Puppy yet, do we? Not no. yet, I don't ah, think. Ah, fuck. We'll come um, back for Shark Puppy. 
Uh, <laughs> Sharp Shard Puppy canonically <laughs> loves music, so if you have any also, tunes. Also, Shard Puppy does uh, I think... already, as part of my planning, play a pretty prominent role in a lot of Bev backstory stuff, so like. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's gonna happen eventually. Um, but I, I think uh, um, Richie like, puts in a, a mixtape that just has a whole bunch of different. Um, bands on it, and uh, what starts playing is Queen, You're My Best Friend. Aww. Aww. Stop. Aww. So I don't think we can get the rights to that, but it's adorable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can you just say that it's goes. playing. You can look up the song oh, after and listen friend. to it. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Thanks, just put something else up. in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I think that he, um, <gasps> he picks his screwdriver back up and kind of uh, like salutes with it a little bit to to Ben like you know hey let's let's get back on this Aww. um and he uh he sort of like rubs Bev's shoulder just a little bit like hey it's cool we're all good here i think he um he I, he smiles at Eddie gives him I a moment to, and then he, go ahead i would just need to say when you give the little pat on the shoulder i really need Bev to do that awful thing that teenage the get myself included do when they have a crush where they're like think they're being subtle and she's just kind of like ah, and like kind of pats on his hand while he pats on yeah you know what i'm talking about just a little like very good because i'm still there's little there's little moments because i'm still like a 13 year old girl tucks like your very short piece of hair behind your ear. Yeah, it doesn't really need to go behind your ear. <laughs> and then yeah. I'm gonna go back to uh, my hammering. <laughs> yeah, I think he uh, picks up one of his comic books and tosses it to Eddie or, or, or one to Mike or, or what have you, just sort of, you know, facilitating a return to normalcy. And then I think he um, he turns back to Stan and, and smiles and sort of lightly punches you on the shoulder and says, come on, let's Get, get a smile on that face. You got your bird book, Stan? Uh, <laughs> uh, Stan, yeah. Um, Stan gives sort of a watery smile and he taps his pocket and he says, Yeah, Big Bill. Stan, do you want to use the hammer? I can use a different tool. No, that, that's okay. I'm just going to sit for a minute. Okay. After we, you know, we have our parking lot fight and uh, <laughs> and then Mike strolls up like, oh, hey, what did I miss? I think the end result of all of that is that all of us sometime later end up in the hotel lobby, um, sprawled out across the various couches and chairs or pacing awkwardly, as it were. But mm-hmm. I think we're all there. I think Mike is probably there walking us through what Bill already knows from the conversation in the library, which is that we have mm-hmm. to go, we have to do this, uh, this ritual. We have to find these objects that that re-evoke our childhood. Um, and some of that conversation did already happen on screen. So I think it would be cool if if we sort of maybe picked up on like the back half of Mike's explanation of all this. Mm-hmm. So we all have to go and get these, th- these items, right? And here, here, here's an example, y'all. Remember this? Holds out the rock. Um, just to, um, this is the- A rock? I think- This is mine. I think that with the sight of the rock, uh, I think I think Bev gets like a little like glint in her eye, like a little like 
a little twinkle, and it might be the first person in the room besides Mike to to know exactly what that rock is. She remembers how it felt in her hand, <laughs> how it felt to finally fucking just whip something at Henry Bowers, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, kind of just like kind of claps her little hands together and it's uh, like just once she's not like clapping she's not a she is not a child she's an adult woman but you know what I mean kind of starts a slow clap in the hotel lobby you know kind of does a quick little like you know like a like a little oh (laughs) that that's what I meant and she's like the rock fight I can't believe you kept it oh my god Oh shit the rock fight I remember the rock fight (laughs) yeah (laughs) Oh, fuck. this for 27 years. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck do you sound That's like a, a ghost? Long time. <laughs> Bill, like, without thinking, sort of puts a hand up to the side of his head where 27 years ago there was just so much blood <laughs> dripping down the side of his face. <laughs> Better not forget the rock fight. I kicked ass. There's still, like, a weird little bit of blood on, like, the side of the rock. Yeah, that it just does. has never been, like, leaned up. It's like, yeah, no, this I remember... Bill got the biggest gash on his head, and I was trying to fix it while we were running away from Henry Bowers himself. That oh was that was my literal nightmare. You know that, right? Yes. Doing oh, surgery definitely. on my best friend, like one of my best friends. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah. uh, please tell me I thanked you for that. Uh, I don't think you did, man. <laughs> Wow, what an asshole. I know, right? Well, thank you, Eddie. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say he's an asshole. You never thanked me for fixing that cut on your throat. Oh, shit. Yeah, don't think I forgot about that, you old freak. All right, we get it. We're all assholes. <laughs> and it was a shoddy Thank job, you. too. You did a really Speak shit for job. Yourselves. Oh, wow. Fuck off. Oh, <laughs> uh, y'all are wild. You're going to talk to me like that? You're going to talk to the you're going to talk to the reigning rock fight champion? You're going to talk to the fastest hand in the west? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you did a, No, no. You were you were great out there. I remember that. You you fucking beat the hell out of that kid. Well, hey, <laughs> hey, was, if I remember right, I think it, I threw the most rocks. Out of everyone. <laughs> is it, I'm not sure it matters who threw the most rocks. Is it weird to say <laughs> that was a great day? I'm the one that pulled that a Batman. That was a fucking awful day. I'm just saying. Yeah. I pulled a Batman and saved one of y'all. I don't remember which one, but I did it. <laughs> oh Mike, if we had to count every time this week that you're going to save our asses, we wouldn't have time for anything else. I just would... Thank if you. we're talking about saving people, I did save Rich from that fucking asshole, Patrick, whatever his last name was. Yeah, well, we're was. not going to thank you for that, Eddie. Okay, well, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve a thank you. I should have let him die, though. I know. I think I think Richie does the Nancy Pelosi clap, <laughs> and then Eddie shoves him a little bit. So, so what are we supposed to do with the rock, Mike? Well, we need to we we need these so that we can tap into that one that 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 back in the before times and 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 come together and. Basically, just go back and figure out a thing, a moment from this general time period. In our, so in, we need to. F- yeah. So we're looking for memories. So the rock is a metaphor. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> are you a writer? <laughs> hey, Bill, are you a writer? <laughs> no, I, 
Well, that's up for debate. Yeah, your endings <laughs> suck, man. Yeah, no, I get that a lot, Rich. Except for Carrie. Carrie was fine. <laughs> it was a very poetic ending. Damn it. Anyway, that's what <laughs> Mike starts just defending Carrie. <laughs> so, so we're looking for memories, right? Yes, that's what we're looking for. That is exactly what we're looking for. And this was the first time I met y'all. That's this one. Richie just has a confused look on his face. <laughs> okay, so this is... <laughs> this memory right here, this one, y'all see it? The rock bite. Do y'all remember? Y'all remember the rock bite? That was the first yeah. time I met y'all, mm-hmm. and y'all basically saved my life. So, this is mine, right? So it's so it's got to be a big ass important memory, huh? Okay. Then I guess we better get started. So each of us, I think, should start figuring out what our big important memory is right yeah and then we go back to that place and we find the item i mean admittedly i didn't have to go back and find this i've had it literally for 27 years but basically yeah i think at the mention of i've had this for 27 years ben puts his hand over his wallet where the yearbook page still is that's good Mm -hmm. nice um god that's romantic (laughs) (laughs) what if there's what if there's what if there's stuff we don't want to go digging in yeah I'm with uh, I'm with Bev there I don't I, I, I don't want to dig uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of stuff we don't want to do guys or you're gonna have to but if it helps you're not gonna be alone this time when you do it yeah yeah I think for I think I think without even really meaning uh, without even really meaning to, um, uh, Bev uh, I, I think puts her hand on the rock and sort of over Mike's hand a little bit, just taking a little need a little friend, a little friend in that moment. You're right. Mike smiles and nods a bit. All in team. Um, Richie goes and puts his hand on the on their hands as well, on the rock. <laughs> yeah, hand on the rock. <laughs> hands on the rock. Losers forever. <laughs> Stan reluctantly puts his hand on the rock after tugging his sleeves down over his hands. Um, mm. Eddie goes, okay, and pulls out some hand sanitizer and puts it on his hands. <laughs> <laughs> and then Eddie pulls out some hand sanitizer and puts it on everyone else's Yeah, hands. yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and gross, what the fuck, no. man? And he, he puts he puts his hand on the rock too. Okay, don't get the hand sanitizer on the rock. But I'm not you. gonna put the hand sanitizer. I just put it on my hands. Fine. I'll, and then I, I, with that, instead of putting it on the rock, I think he puts it on the hand of the person next to him. <laughs> oh. oh, that's Aww. so cute. Who is it? It's up yeah, to who you. Is it? Who, who is, is it? it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Of course, it's rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. I it, this is going to be, a, yeah, I think Richie puts another hand on top of Eddie's without even thinking about it. I think, Aww. I think Eddie looks at him like, 
requiring no we're just putting one hand you idiot <laughs> oh shit sorry no i thought i thought i didn't do it yet okay okay uh-huh okay <laughs> it's so stupid Eddie looks at him kind of like crazily like okay you're being a weirdo but also is just like what's happening (laughs) so cute moment button adorable we love it Uh, I think then probably we cut to all of us in the lobby sort of mentally or outside like on the front steps or whatever just like Mm -hmm. mentally preparing ourselves to go And now I'm handing the narrative back to MJ. No, you have to take it because we're having a conversation. Um, we're, we're sort of like walking out. Um, I don't think Stan, I mean, here's the thing. He's not a stable man. He's pensive and he, I think he knows exactly what he's like, gotta go do. And he does not want to, but he is mm-hmm. sort of resolving to be here with his friends and trying to figure out like how who who he might take with him to go to a very very bad place um looking mm-hmm. around and seeing where everybody else is kind of splitting up off to yeah for sure um i i know richie is kind of hanging out on the the steps at the the door of the hotel just uh pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking it so oh, that's yeah. just where richie is right now if you were looking around to see where people are i noted I, I look, I see. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. Um, I think probably I spot, uh, it, not to make de- character decisions, but like Ben and Bev having a conversation, sort of, you know, flirting um, <laughs> the way that they are want to do. <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, you know, there's sort of this, this nervous excitement in the air and, and we're all sort of, maybe even unknowingly gravitating off in these different directions. I think some people are starting to formulate these ideas of where they're going to go, what they're going to do. Um, but Bill is over here with you. He's got his, his flannel sleeves rolled up to the elbows, ready to head out on a day of totem hunting and whatever this town can throw at him. And I think he uh, sort of has this anxious energy about him. Um, I hesitate to use the word manic because that's not quite where he is, but I think it's like, you know, when your body is flooded with adrenaline and you can only process it by being, like, weirdly upbeat and excited about something, even though it's an objectively bad thing that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. That's, like, the exact place that he's in. Mm-hmm. And I think he uh, sort of gives you this breathless little smile and he's like, So, uh, ready for a day on the town? Uh, Stan is not amused by this. I mean, he's sort of, like, aggressively... <laughs> not smiling in a way where you know that he, like, you have come very close to tempting a smile out of a person who it's difficult to tempt a smile out of. Uh, uh, and he says, you would love this. But no heat behind well, you it. Know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's gonna be back at the old stomping grounds. Is it? Like, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not. Oh. Do you know where you're starting? Oh, I have an idea. What about you? You gonna go get your bird book, Stan? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? Yeah, maybe. I don't... I I guess so. I, I feel like there's a lot here. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot I could see and... I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to get my bird book, Billy. That's good. I'm 
I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm glad about a lot of things in a weird sort of way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, um, hmm. that's promising. It's something. It's not nothing. Oh, jeez. I think Bill looks like he's about to say something else. Um, and then there's this weird moment where, and I don't know how to describe it other than it looks like he realizes the thing he's about to say and isn't ready to say it. And so he sort of shakes his head a little bit and, um, looks down at his shoes and then glances up and looks around. And uh, I think maybe at that moment, and again, I'm not going to make character decisions. Let me know if this is cool with you. But maybe like Ben and Beverly are like starting to walk past them to like leave the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that, uh, yeah, I think that Bill looks over and he's like, oh, Beverly. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, I-, I don't know where you're headed. I was going to go scope out the old neighborhood. I do you maybe want to come with? Um, she takes a second. Sorry, this is all happening very fast, and it's, it's, it seems slow, but it still happens very fast. I'm just giving you a glimpse inside her brain. Um, she uh, sort of takes a, take a quick, takes a quick second, and Ben's right there, and Bill's right there, and Ben's right there, and Bill's right there. Um, and, <laughs> okay, but you know what I mean. And there's, like, No, the I get it. Remembrance yeah. I'm of all laughing this- because... I'm laughing because I hate Bill Dunbro. Um, I'm not laughing at Beverly in the situation she finds herself in. There's remembrance of all this fondness um, for Ben, and obviously, like, there is, like, kind of a sort of, there's, like, something there, but, like, that's, but but it's also, like, still locked into, she's been, the longer they have all been here, they've been regressing into their kind of younger selves. And so it's, like, Mm -hmm. very hard Mm -hmm. not to look at Bill and, like, remember the, like, kind of, butterflies and like the the like affectionate feelings that she had for him when she was younger and this sort of like wow like this is the ideal like this is what I have been told time and time again this is the this is the guy this is the guy um I'm just rambling I guess but you get what I mean I think um yeah I think so and uh, I think I think just put on the very put on the spot in that moment. It's kind of like I mean, how are you gonna say no to Bill? So, um, <laughs> yeah, sure, I could do that. I mean, no ben, pressure. No, yeah, is that Ben? Is that is that okay? I don't want to. I don't want you to um, be. Yeah, I just I thought that we were. Um, you know, no, it's it's fine. Are you sure? Um, hey, are you sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben, you it's can come fun. along, too. Um, yeah, do you want to come? No, 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 that's... That's okay. Um, and I think Ben is going to look over and see Stan, and again, um, if that's okay with MJ, I think Stan might be, like, looking a little confused after <laughs> yeah. Bill. Yeah. Because um, he just walked away. Uh-huh. Looking and, a little confused um, after Bill is a big move yeah. for a lot yes, of people. Yes, and I think... And I think Ben is going to see them uh, uh, stand looking at that and say, um, uh, no, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go with Stan and, and uh, hang around uh, with, with old Stan the man. <laughs> Thanks, Haystack. Stan, is that okay with you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, 
We, uh, two very handsome gentlemen. Uh, we can definitely find something to occupy us. <laughs> we can, uh, we can get up to trouble. Oh, yeah. All on our, all on our own. You and me are known for trouble. But the two of us, I mean. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, take care of each other out there. Dangerous little town. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, if I might make a commentary, I think that this is very obviously to both Ben and Stan, like both of them sort of sublimating a moment by making it about the other person. <laughs> like, oh, uh-huh. I'm sorry, Bev walked away. Let's hang out. Oh, I'm sorry. You just had a yeah, weird moment right. with Bill. Hey, let's, mm-hmm. it's fine. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then I think because, God, I really don't want to, I don't want people to hate Beverly. I want to make sure they understand where she's coming from. But anyway, um, uh, I think I think really quickly um, before we part ways, not realizing that this is probably not helping things and probably is making him feel worse. Um, uh, Bev really quick goes, oh, wait, uh, grabs her phone out of her uh, back pocket and uh, hands it to Ben really quickly and says, put your number in. I want to make sure I can get a hold of you if, or you can get a hold of me. Like if we need just, you know, it's yeah, I, dangerous yeah, I out it. there and... And uh, he quickly puts it in and gives it back. And then she... How does he put his name in her phone? Oh, yeah, how does he put his name in her phone? Uh, ben, new kid. Aww. Aww. I think she texts Feelings. him, uh, she texts him, this is Bev, and a gif of, like, a cat knocking a cup off a table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. I've mentioned before Aww. on here, uh, I think I've mentioned off mic before that Bev uh, canonically, like, doesn't have any social media. Um, <laughs> because, like, mm-hmm. one, because it's funny for her to be completely tech illiterate, but also because she has a uh, family member she doesn't want to be able to find her. Mm-hmm. Uh so um, she doesn't she doesn't know what the cool memes are now. So she's still like, that's a cool. Yeah. Meme. She's really dorky. I love it. <laughs> she doesn't know what cool internet stuff is. Like Richie, um, there's probably some footage, footage on the cutting room floor of Richie trying to explain the last like 20 years of memes to her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there was Shrek, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, Richie's no. like, okay, so you know how there was Shrek? Not well, there's bad. a video about a guy who fucks him. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, sorry, I, I made that Shrek silly. Love, I Shrek is love, Shrek is For that anyway. to be the meme that needed to be explained. Oh, no, just <laughs> one of many. Just one of many. <laughs> just one of many. Um, oh, anyway, God. okay, takes her phone back and does that, fires that off really quick. Okay, good. We'll, okay. we'll teach you about memes <laughs> still. Okay. Just call me if you, call me if you need me, okay? Uh, yeah, same to you. And mm-hmm. we'll all meet up back here later, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. do we yeah, totally. want to set a time? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't know. Who knows how we long We cannot try take. to schedule something inside our seven-person podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, no, just, this is not a conversation I'm willing to have in character. We're going to hand-wave it. We figure out a time. It's great for everyone. Let's meet that here or in I think three there's hours. Just kind of, I think there's also just kind of probably the unspoken thing of, like, we don't know how long this is going to take, so be back here when you can. Yeah. 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 It's more of a promise of, I intend to see you all again. Uh, okay. And Michael sit right here the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, you have a day Mike's, job. 
I was gonna say first you have a day job, second <laughs> you're coming with get some lunch. You're, no, you're actually. Mike's coming. gonna post on the Jerry Public Library Instagram. <laughs> oh, I should update that today. Um, but also, uh, Mike. I, I mean, Eddie's gonna ask Mike. I'm just didn't want to play that scene here, so we can play that scene later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, yeah, we yeah. can see most of this later. I think the last thing we get is just like a shot of. Uh, Bill and Bev like walking off and they're being like kind of cute and it's like there is some like weird sort of breathless teenage chemistry there and it's definitely like not the same thing that we saw a minute ago between any other permutation of these four characters (laughs) 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 but um but I think that the camera stays with with Stan and Ben Mm -hmm. I think Stan turns to Ben and he says you don't you don't have to hang around with me if you don't want to, but if you are looking for a potentially horrifying adventure, I am headed into the Barrens. Uh, well, it's a good thing that potentially horrifying adventure is my very long, convoluted middle name. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gone by that in high school. I feel like it would have done wonders for your social standing. Well, it's better than some of the other names I was called in high school. So, uh, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, and I think it's kind of, a, you know, I, ironically, maybe, it's kind of a beautiful morning in Derry. Um, it's just perfectly nice weather. It's, um, people are out in the street, um, you know, hanging out. Do buying their groceries, whatever people do in small towns, um, and they sort of a lot of it is buying groceries. I feel like most most of it is probably buying groceries. Most of it is buying groceries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, they're they're going to kind of take the long way down to whatever like fence that they used to hop as children to get into the barrens and and go get up to mischief. Um, and I think, you know, as they walk, they're kind of not super reminiscing, reminiscing, but like talking about, I mean, Ben, Ben's got some memories coming back and, and Stan has, uh, do we want to like play those out? I would love to play some of them out. Um, if you've got ideas, I would love them. (laughs) All right. Let's, um, what if... Uh, Stan took Ben on a on a birding trip. I think that's very cute. I just don't. Um, know I also think else that Ben Stan. is. Yeah, that's most of it. Stephen King also doesn't know anything about Stan. <laughs> I, I'm the CEO of Stan now. Um, yeah, I think probably. <laughs> Uh, probably Ben was one of the more tolerant people of Stan's being just, like, kind of a weird dork. Um, Yeah, I think he, like, genuinely tried to get into it. So, um, I think walking wherever we are right now to the Barrens, um, Mm -hmm. let me really quick... Are you Googling birds? Because I have, like, several, (laughs) uh, several tabs of lists of birds open right now. I did just say birds of Maine. So Okay, good. I think he's gonna, um, they're walking along, and, um, 
Stan's going, uh, uh, sorry, Ben. No, go for it. Is going (laughs) to point to a telephone pole overhead and say, um, oh, that's a, uh, uh, which one is that, Stan? Is that a tuft titmouse or (laughs) one of those, um, robins? Uh, it's probably, I think, Stan. Stan wears glasses uh, now that he's 40. Um, not all yes, the time, but just zaddy. to see. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he sort of like takes his glasses out of the pocket of his shirt and, and looks out, up at the bird and he's like, that's, uh, that's got to be a robin. Uh, you don't really see those tit mouses around here as much anymore, I don't think. <laughs> Excuse me. Is it tit mouses or tit mice? Thank you. I I truly tried to make myself say the word tit mice and I could not do it. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that in canon they have a juvenile giggle over the word tit mice, though. Mm -hmm. Like. I, I feel like these are two characters who um, regressing to childhood sort of changes the least about them fundamentally because they were better as quite... people than the rest of them. <laughs> I was going to say um, little adults. Yeah, <laughs> they were just little guys. Um, they're just a couple really. little guys. Um, <laughs> they're just little guys. Um, but they, they still, you know, tit mice. That's funny. That is yeah. comedy. Tell Richie he needs some more material. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, hang on, I gotta text tit mice to Richie. Free joke. You just hear from from 20 miles away, like, fuck you guys. I can write my own jokes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't even think Richie writes his own jokes. (laughs) Oh, God, no. Um, You'd know if he did, I think. I um, I've caught like a few minutes of some of his stuff on like late night TV. Uh, my my wife really likes those like late night talk shows, and there mm-hmm. is no way that that is Richie Tozier original material. Jesus. Yeah, not nearly enough swear words. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has reined that in. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird seeing everybody again. Like I I didn't totally obviously remember a lot, but it is weird how fast it all comes back. Seems like you and me remember a little bit more than maybe the rest of obviously except Mike than uh, than the rest of them. Uh I mean, we uh smart guys. He, he kind of like <laughs> fraternally shoulder checks yeah um you know <laughs> yeah I guess uh, I guess that's got something to do with it so uh you know Beverly um she's uh she's really made a name for herself in fashion um it's pretty cool yeah I uh, and, I and go... you you know 
Well, uh, no, I, I didn't make a name for myself in fashion. Um, no, you could have. Look at those abs. Uh, <laughs> so, I, <laughs> abs are always in fashion. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I can't. I can't go anywhere without seeing uh, Bev Marsh brand uh, stores and all of the, all of that. Um, but yeah, I've I've had my fair share of. Uh, I guess accomplishments. What about what about you? What have you been up to these past <laughs> almost three decades? Oh, buddy, it's boring. I you know, I went to college. I got married. I, uh, I'm I, I'm an accountant. No shit, you got married? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, what? I did right out of college. Tell me, um, tell me about them. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, her her name's Patty. Um, we 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 met in school. Um, she's she's great. She's a, a really sweet woman. Yeah. What about you? Anybody uh, landed you? Tied you down? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. I, uh, I guess I haven't been so lucky. Yeah. Um, Still carrying that torch for Bev. He's saying it as a joke, um, but also not saying it as a joke. What do you What do you mean, torch for? Hmm. Oh, uh, nothing. For, for nothing. Bev? Uh, yeah, no. Um, You're... I didn't. Uh, I I didn't say anything. Did you hear something? I think at that Ben is gonna kind of chuckle and say, uh, <laughs> "It's uh, is it is it obvious?" <laughs> I don't think, uh, I don't think she knows. I don't think, um, Big Bill knows, but, you know, it's not not obvious <laughs> to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, no, I think you're okay. This is all such, like, this is kid stuff, Stan. Why? <laughs> Doesn't why it do feel I fucking still, stupid? It feels so fucking stupid. Why do I still <laughs> feel like that? Like, oh, Bev, can't know. I'm... <laughs> like you know. oh no she's she gonna know I have a crush on her like we're 40 years old dude but also I get it yeah yeah he kind of how pats did, you on the shoulder how did after a pause I think mm-hmm. Ben is gonna say oh. how did you know with Patty there is a very uh sort of awkward silence um, and Stan kind of eventually he's making a joke out of it um, but it's clearly not entirely false uh, he says well she's the first uh, girl uh, who was ever nice to me so there's that <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, I guess not Super popular with the ladies in, uh, oh, me? in high no. school. No, <laughs> you though. I mean, I'm sure girls are nice to you all the time. Uh, you know, I, I guess I haven't really noticed. I spend a lot of time at work. Yeah, that so, sounds um, like you. Well, there's there's always stuff to be done, and I know that. I, I have a lot of capable people working for me, and they can get the job done, but 
you know, I just like handling it myself a lot of the time. I, uh, <laughs> Don't take this the wrong I, way, I, but I feel like you uh, made a whole sort of personality out of handling things yourself. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> just, you're always cleaning up after us, right? Well, you guys help. <laughs> Sometimes you guys help. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm glad you're here for what it's worth. Feels a little bit better knowing uh, there's another adult in the room. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you're here too, Stan. And I think that can kind of carry us down into the... Um, yeah, into I agree. The very bad place that I'm about to take everybody. Um, Welcome to the nightmare zone. <laughs> I, I love a nightmare zone. Um, so as they enter the barrens, uh, which I feel like we've talked about being inside a lot without describing it. It's this like big, wild, sort of foresty area that's kind of centrally located in Derry. It's like what the river flows through. Um, which then goes down, like, into town and is sort of a central feature of town. So it's, like, you know, you can get to it very easily, but it is big and wild and nobody's, like, in it, really. Um, and so, uh, as they sort of descend this hill and go into the forest and they're talking about, uh, you know, Bev and, and childhood and and memories coming back and, you know, just sort of shooting the breeze. Um, and they come into this big clearing where the dairy standpipe is, uh, which is like a big, weird-looking cylindrical structure. I do not know what its purpose is, except that it has a lot of, like, water in it. <laughs> like, it hold, it's, it's like a, a reservoir of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a, like, a weird little locked door on the bottom, like, padlocked door. Um, and it's just this strange sort of architectural feature of the Barrens. It's, it's one of the only, like, structures in there. Um, and it's, you know, sort of on the side of the river and looking weird and imposing and whatnot. Uh, and just seeing it is sort of like a a gut punch, even though Stan remembers it. Um, But he's just like not quite prepared for what it it feels like to actually walk down into the Barrens and look at it. I think at this point in the present day, it's kind of uh, a little bit more dilapidated than it was 27 years ago. I think it was already obsolete you know, in the 80s when we were kids playing around it. Uh, But I think now it's probably completely forgotten to everybody who isn't somebody who has a traumatic memory surrounding it or maybe whatever new generation of children finds themselves playing down in the Barrens on a summer's day. But there are probably, like, bricks missing from it. There are probably weird gaps. Uh, It's probably, like, slightly slanted. Um, So I think the moment when we flip back to the past there's this sort of visual cue that things have shifted. Mm-hmm. So what are we looking for, Stan? Cinematically speaking, we see adult Ben Hanscom um, ask that question 
and then the the camera turns and it points to Stanley and he's a child. Oh, I love that. Um, and he's uh, bird watching with his friend Ben, uh, who is the most tolerant of his little you know hobbies. Yes, and weirdnesses, like um, which I think is nice. So what are we? So what are we looking for? Well, uh, trying to check off some stuff and uh, in in my bird book, and I haven't seen any of the northern flickers or the dark-eyed juncos yet. I do have a list open. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. I I feel like I just have a good feeling about today. And I think uh, here, with the way that uh, the weather is and the way that these trees uh, sort of create a natural habitat, we might have some pretty good luck at seeing those. Okay, so let me see the book. I need to know what I'm what I'm looking for. Um, Stan hands Ben a very dog-eared. No, it's not dog-eared. It has a lot of little like bookmarks in it. Um, <laughs> Important <laughs> copy of the Smithsonian Handbook Birds of New England, and he sort of as he's handing it, he like opens it to the correct page that has a uh, the birds he's looking for specifically today. Oh, okay. I think while the two of you are both looking over this book, there's a sound, maybe. And you can't really identify it. Um, It's kind of just this, if it can be described as like a a sort of big shifting sound. You can't identify it this way at first, but it's the sound maybe of like water, large quantities of water moving around inside of something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think... If I may take the the step forward into some dark places mm-hmm. and uh, Go for it. but I think that sort of shaking his head and ignoring the whatever sound he thinks he's hearing, he's like he's listening for bird calls and he's like, Why don't you look over there? I'm gonna go um I'm gonna go look at these birch trees because I I, I I've got a good feeling about it. Um and he's sort of wandering towards the standpipe, they're still in eyeline of each other, but uh, they're they're sort of splitting up in this big field to to look for birds. He's left the um the book with Ben so that Ben has a a guide to identify the birds. I think as you start to walk toward the standpipe, or maybe even approaching it with a certain degree of wariness and then passing it to get to these tr- this like, cluster of trees that you're looking for. And maybe even you're almost past it and everything's in the clear, and then you hear the sound again. Stan turns and looks. Um, and I think what he sees is something he hasn't really ever seen before, because he's been down here and down in this clearing and all over the barrens a lot mm-hmm. of times. But uh, he's always seen the standpipe door with this big chain and padlock on it. Yeah. Um, and today, there's no chain, there's no padlock, and the door has sort of creaked partway open. I think as the door opens, the sound gets a little bit louder. Or as you notice the door being open, the sound is louder. And it's almost hard to tell uh, whether you're physically hearing this sound or mentally hearing this sound. 
Like, you can't actually tell if it's coming through your ears or if the sound is just inside of you and you are perceiving it. Mm-hmm. And it sounds, again, wet. It sounds vast and it sounds cold. I think without really realizing what he's doing and without intending to, uh, Stan walks over to the open door and he's sort of looking inside to see if he sees anybody. And then for reasons he would not be able to identify, Mm -hmm. he just sort of steps over the threshold and into the standpipe. Yeah. So describe what you're picturing the inside of the standpipe looking like. I do not know. Um, it's in this this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we're drawing heavily from the the novel, um, and the inside of the standpipe is so, sort of this like long spiraling staircase that goes yeah. up to uh, the top that is basically just a big like water tower essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a very narrow space inside, and it's really just like a landing, and then the spiraling of stone steps off into nothingness. And I think that's that's very much what it is here. I think you you step inside and it's actually a little bit weird because this sound that you've been hearing would imply that this thing was full of water and it's not, but the walls are wet. The inside of it is slick and everything just feels kind of damp and claustrophobic despite the vast openness of this thing and like the sort of dizzying vertigo almost of of looking up at this spiraling staircase that just keeps going mm-hmm. up, but there's maybe only a little bit of light sort of shafting in from between bricks and just these like strange shadows being thrown everywhere. It makes it really hard to perceive any sense of distance or space in here. Yeah, it's bad. Stan doesn't like it. And I think this is probably where he encounters a monster. Yeah. Uh, so let me know how much control you want to have over establishing these threats versus how much you want me to have. I think you kind of know the shape of what I'm anticipating. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm happy to jump in where you need me to. Okay. Um, I think you hear something that at first sounds like maybe a bird call, but... It's not like any bird call you've heard before, and and maybe you're sort of cataloging in your brain, like, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this, it's not this. And that's because it's not a bird call at all. As it goes on, I think you begin to realize that it's actually the sound of someone whistling, like maybe a small child. Mm. And it's sort of this strange, sing-songy, broken whistling. But you don't see anyone else in here, at least not yet. I think Stan badly wants to leave um, and is sort of both confused and upset by the fact that he doesn't seem to be able to for, like, Mm -hmm. again, reasons he he can't figure out. Um, He's going forward up the stairs very, very slowly. And I think as he does, he reaches for his pocket um, to grab his bird book, which is an item of, of, you know, comfort. And then he realizes he left it with Ben. Uh, and he suddenly feels very out on the edge of a tightrope with no mm-hmm. with no net underneath him. And I think this this strange whistling that's coming from somewhere up above you 
becomes a voice calling out. And it says, At this point, uh, he's his sort of morbid curiosity has overtaken his, you know, higher rational thinking, and he's mm-hmm. starting to hurry up a little bit. He he thinks, you know, if I can find this person and just like confirm to myself that mm-hmm. it's something normal, like it's one of my friends playing a trick. It's it's some asshole. It's like it's Richie doing something stupid, right? <laughs> and uh, he's starting to get go faster and 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 get up into the standpipe. And I think he even says, like, Richie, come the fuck on. How did you even get in here? Richie's not here, Sammy. And I think as you come across this little, this curve in the in the staircase, you see what appears to be a young girl um, with her, her legs dangling over the side of the staircase, kicking them. And she sort of giggles and says... <laughs> Only dead kids in the standpipe, Stanley. And then she turns up and looks at you, and her eyes are blank. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is horrifying for Stanley. Um, and I think, like, he he badly wants to to run in any direction that takes him away from this girl. Um, but he physically can't make himself go back down the stairs mm-hmm. uh, and he's just going to like push past her and 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 soldier on because he still hears something from from up ahead of him yeah for sure I think that you sort of push past her and she doesn't really preside, provide any resistance I think she just sort of you know giggles listlessly and goes back to kicking her legs and sort of in her creepy sing song voice going Climb higher, Stanley. As high as you can. We all float down here. And uh, maybe as you're making your way up this staircase, you um, you hear what sounds maybe like more laughter sort of echoing off the walls. And maybe it's hers and maybe it's someone else's, but it sounds like multiple voices. And the ways that it's sort of echoing off this weird, damp stone wall, and there's like this trickling sound, and the the rushing of water is growing more present in your ears. And you're moving up this staircase, and you start to feel like you're perceiving more shapes, but you can't even be sure that what you're seeing is people. You just feel like every time you turn your head, there's something just beyond the corner of your sight line. You can't actually seem to look any of this directly in the face. I think Stan gets almost all the way to the top of the standpipe um, before he sees another figure, mm-hmm. and it's n- it's not like the the little girl this time. It, it's a kid he recognizes. Um, it's it's Georgie Denbro. It's Georgie Denbro, and he's wearing a little yellow rain slicker, and you've seen this kid a million times before. I mean, you've grown up knowing this family and the number of times that Georgie has, you know, pestered you and Bill while you were doing something out in the yard or uh, or or found you on the walk home from school uh, on a day when Bill was sick. I, I think that this is a relationship that you have. Like, you instantly recognize him, but you know that you shouldn't because you know that it it can't have been more than, I don't know, what, a couple weeks since Georgie Denbro died. Mm-hmm. And he has the same blank eyes that the little girl further down the staircase did. But somehow, 
there's still something in them that looks like recognition. Stanley? This is like a gut punch, uh, hearing his name in, in this voice. Um, and Stanley, I think, puts his hand on the wall to sort of support himself, but it's wet and disgusting, so he immediately jerks his hand away and is, like, wiping it off on his Oh, shirt. yeah, it's, like, slimy um, and mossy. And- yeah. Um, and he he looks at Georgie and he says, You're not Georgie. I want to go home, Stan. You're you're not Georgie. Stan? Come on. And I, I think as he sort of is he's repeating you're not Georgie to this um this mm-hmm. phantom. And the more he says it, the more he's trying to convince himself of it. Um and the harder he's he's finding it to be sure. Um, because the more he looks at this kid he does look wrong, but he also looks exactly like Stan remembered. Exactly, you know, and, and he's talking the way that Stan remembers. Um, you know, that kind of whiny little kid, but mm-hmm. like, sweet. And he, he has a lot of the same cadences as Bill does when Bill can get his words out. Um, it's it's a, you know, he's a very familiar kid. Um, and eventually, I think... Stanley says, "Okay, look. Um, can you come with me? Um, I I can take you home." You mean it? I don't know. I don't. Just so I think at this point, Stan. You know, he, he swallows hard um, because he's about to do something that he knows is a very stupid thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he holds out his hand to Georgie. I think... And let me know if this is too much. I think Georgie, or the thing that looks like Georgie, reaches out and takes your hand. And I think the second that you grasp onto it, the arm falls off. Jesus Christ! <laughs> No, that's absolutely right. Um, and I think, you know, this moment is is both um, horrifying, but also weirdly kind of comforting in that he, you know, he knows this thing mm-hmm. is not, um, like, the illusion that it might just be that Bill's little brother has been up here and waiting for somebody to take him back to his house uh, is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stan, uh, he yells and he he drops the arm, um, and uh, I think probably Georgie is laughing at this point. Um, very clearly not a lost little kid anymore. Oh yeah. Uh, as Stan tries to sort of back down the staircase without taking his eyes off the the horrifying thing in front he, of him. He uh, he takes another step toward you and. It's still his voice, it's still this Georgie voice, but there's a strange note in it that sounds like something else. And I think maybe as he cranes his head up to look at you, the hood of his rain slicker starts to slip back and you can see this strange yellow glint in his eyes. Um, But it still looks like Georgie, it still looks like Georgie's face, it still looks like this little kid that you know, and it looks like Bill. And he says, 
I want to go home, Stan. I want to go home. I don't want to stay here. You can't go home. You are dead. I'm sorry. God, I wish We're you were. We're all dead here, Stan. No. Only dead kids in the standpipe, Stan. No. No. And Stan's, he, he can't take his eyes off Georgie, so he's backing very slowly down this very, very long staircase, and he's beginning to panic that he's not going to be able to, like, move fast enough that this thing's going to get him, that he's going to run into the girl from before, that something's going to, like, mm-hmm. come at him and hurt him. Um, and he's, he just wishes he had his fucking bird book <laughs> because he, in his heart, feels like if he just had that, and none of this would have happened. Um, and he, he's backing down the stairs and he's just repeating, no, you, you can't, you're dead, Georgie. And I'm not, so I, I have to go. I, I just, I have to go, um, trying Don't to keep as much here. space between them. Don't leave I, me. I have to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I have to. No, he didn't. It's He left me. It was you. And I think when he hears that, Stan does turn around and and run down the stairs like, as fast as he can. Um and it's wet and he keeps slipping and almost falling. Uh maybe he does fall a little bit and tumbles down some stairs and bruises himself up a little bit, but he gets up and he keeps going. And at the bottom of the steps he can see that you know, just rod of light from the crack in the door, uh, of the open door. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows if he can get to that, uh, he's fine and none of this is real. And if he can just get through there, uh, he can forget it all happened. He can push it down and, and pretend that none of this happened, uh, and go back to normal. And I think maybe as you're running down the stairs, the sound of this, like, water, this weird ocean in the seashell sound of just, like, vast quantities of of water roaring in your ears gets louder and louder and louder and louder and I think maybe you stumble out the door and it all stops at once and then there's my friend Ben <laughs> and uh, he's having a perfectly lovely afternoon um, I think Ben hasn't seen you rush out of the door yet um, and he says Stan I think I found one of those um uh, what's it that you're talking about? And he turns around and sees you, and you clearly look like something's happened. Yeah. Are Are you okay? What What's going on? Mm, not um, nothing. I'm fine. I, I I fell. It was really stupid. Um, you show okay. Show me uh Show me where you saw it. Well, let's um. Can I uh Can I hold the book? Um, y- yeah, sure. Uh, and I think as they're, um, sort of, you know, Stan's pushing it down and, and, and being himself, and, uh, and Ben is probably wanting to push more than he's gonna actually allow himself to push about it, um, we sort of dissolve back into the present day, and it's these two people again, and it's this, uh this same spot on the planet 
and and this same horrible sort of cycle of murder and children and dying and and uh stan is just like he remembers it all and he doesn't want to go in there and he knows that he has to what are we looking for stan (laughs) this is stupid do you remember um do you remember my bird book yeah how's your favorite book yeah i i somewhere along the line uh i lost it i guess or something here took it or i don't know i don't know what happened to it but i think that's what i'm supposed to bring back well you're not going to go in there alone i think uh stan sort of leans his shoulder against uh ben's really quickly and says hey thanks haystack come on let's go okay i think you approach it and the chain is across the door but it's so rusted that the second uh maybe ben puts his hand on the on the door handle it falls apart and drops to the ground um, which is, you know, probably not a way that Rust mechanically should work, and you know that, but it seems like a convenient excuse in the moment. The door is a lot harder to open this time. It's, like, rusty and creaky, and you mm-hmm. have to make an effort. It's not just falling open the way that it did when we were kids. I think that, yeah, the door is stubborn, and you go to tug on it, and uh, you feel it budge just slightly, and then suddenly... Both of you this time hear this weird sound, like water in your ears. Mm-hmm. So you wrench open the door to the standpipe, and there's a moment where this noise that you're both hearing sort of washes over you in intensity and then ebbs a little bit because there's nothing in here. It's completely empty. There's like a slight dripping, maybe. The walls are damp. Uh, they're kind of mossy. You get the feeling that if you put your hand on it, it would feel clammy and cold but other than that it's completely empty there's nothing else in here um there's light sort of shafting in strangely through these holes where the bricks have gone missing there are like cobwebs everywhere but other than that it's just a big winding staircase up to who knows what i think stan takes a moment uh and looks at ben and looks up to the top of the staircase um, or at least as far as he can see uh, in it Mm -hmm. and he says alright let's go yeah I'm right with you and as as they're making their way up I, I think Stan like wants to he wants to kind of bring levity to the situation but he can't make himself speak he can't you know make a joke about how stupid and childish this feels or how even how just like acknowledging how scary it is um he he can't make himself open his mouth and form words until he sees something off in the distance and it's maybe it's a shadow or maybe it's a person or maybe it's a like an animal and he puts a hand on uh ben's arm and he says did you see that See what? Uh, um, he looks again, and, and it's gone. Um, and he says, 
I, there was something up ahead. Come on. Uh, and he, he's starting to sort of hustle his way up the stairs. Um, just chasing this sort of glimmer of something that he keeps seeing just around the corner. Um, and as they're, uh, they're making their way up, he's hurrying more and more. He just wants to get this over with. He just wants to, uh, to be done. He passes the, the landing where he knows that he saw the dead girl. Um, he, he expects to see her again, but she's not there. He is running now. He's like bolting up the stairs and he knows that Ben is behind him and he can hear Ben sort of calling out, you know, Stan, wait, Stan, wait. But he can't bring himself to slow down or or stop or, or do anything besides chase this thing in front of him. And when he finds it, uh, it's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, there is a kid at the top of the standpipe. But it's not the girl and it's not Georgie. It's Stan. It's Stan the way he looked when he was 13 years old. And... His eyes are blank and dead. No. No, you take that face Only off. Only dead kids in the standpipe, Stanley. No. I'm... I know that I'm not... dead. Does it matter? It has to. I think that the the weird dead Pennywise Stanley sort of cocks its head at you and there's this sort of listless, sadistic smile on his face. As he looks at you and says, Hmm, what are you going to do, Stanley? What can you do? Do you think you can help them? I think I can try. I think that's all I can do. Just like you tried in the bathtub, Stan? Shut up! Shut up! I'm here. I would love to not be here. I think he blinks a few times, just this weird empty gesture, and then slowly pulls your bird book out of one of the pockets of his shorts and uh, just sort of flips through it with his weird dead fingers and then holds it out over the vast empty space in the middle of the spiral staircase. No. Please, just... Just give it to me. The, uh... The the dead Stanley looks... Sort of peers down over the side and then looks back up at you and says, It's a long way down, Stanley, but I bet you'd float. I think Stan uh, makes sort of a weird grab for the for the book, 
Um, he's not super close. I don't know if he can even really get it, but he is becoming like desperate and reckless. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna sort of stumble up to the top of the landing and and make a, a grab for it. Do I have to roll or something? Should uh, I roll? Well, I... Should we do gameplay in the game? <laughs> should we do gameplay in the game? Like a roll? I was gonna say, it's been two hours. We should roll. Yeah, Why roll some yeah. dice. Why not? Roll some dice. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm gonna roll and act under pressure, probably. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, is that plus sharp or plus oh, cool? That's cool. cool. Fuck. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I have a minus one cool. Mmm. <laughs> Cool five. Oof. Oof. Okay, so a five is a total failure. I think you lunge for it, and uh, your feet slip underneath you on the damp, slimy flagstones of the staircase, and you you come down hard, like land. In that way, when you're a kid and you stumble on the playground and your chin hits the asphalt, it's it's bad, and it, it stings, and maybe you bite your tongue in the process. You taste blood, but... This stand, the dead stand, steps easily back out of your reach, and you hear laughter, but it's not coming from him. It's this weird, echoey, child clown laughter echoing off the the weird, slimy walls. And, um... I'm so sorry. I'm just generating horrifying imagery, and if any of it is too much, like, please let me know and stop me. No, you're good. You're Um, good. I think that you look up and... You just sort of notice this stand dangling this bird book tauntingly over the edge, and there's blood streaming down both of his arms. And I think maybe this would be a great time for Ben to show up. I was, I was going <laughs> yeah. to suggest Please? the same yeah. thing. Don't make me do more of this. <laughs> no, I think Ben is going to show up behind Stan, see that he's fallen, and he's going to um, help pick him up. Thank you. Um, that was that was from MJ. That was a thank you from MJ. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I think Stan says, oh, oh my god, Ben, can you see it? And I don't I don't actually know. I don't know if I can. Can I? Roll weird. All right. Two rolls. Uh, that's a ten. I can see Damn, the shit you can out of it. See, you see the <laughs> shit out of this dead Stanley. I was gonna say, didn't you get LASIK? Yeah, of course you see him. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good at seeing things ever since the LASIK. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. LASIK gives you a plus one to weird. A seeing roll. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Stan, I see him. Hey, can you see me? I can see you. You're here. You're right here. And at that, Ben is going to just lift him up, like, uh, kind of hook under his arms. Um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming he fell, like, face first. So yeah, he's going to, yeah. like, stand over him and hook under his, his arms and lift him to his feet. You're here, and you're standing. And you're here to get that damn book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... Uh... What I actually want to do um, is I, I want to walk over to this dead kid um, and I want to, like, take him into my arms. Mm. I like that. 
I think you advance on this weird facsimile of yourself, and um, I think it's perplexed by that. It doesn't really know what to do with this, and I, I think that uh, it's it's its face sort of contorts a little bit, and in that moment, maybe even your resolve strengthens because it looks a lot less like you when it's angry, and mm-hmm. it sort of goes to take a step back, um, clutching the bird book and and maybe even holding it to its chest, and uh, it stumbles somewhat as it goes to move backwards, and I think you pretty easily reach yourself. <laughs> I think... Um... I think adult Stan takes the monster sort of by the shoulders, um, and the monster is expecting him to make a grab for the book, mm-hmm. uh, and he just doesn't. He, I, I think the monster is sort of at the edge of the, you know, the big empty space. It's a, it's about to fall if it backs up anymore. Yeah. Um, and he pulls it forward uh, and tries to wrap his arms around it um, because... It's not him, but it's him. Um, and he's had a rough few days. Yeah. And when he sort of brings the monster to his chest, it disappears. Uh, and the book falls to the floor. And the standpipe goes quiet. And all you can hear is, in the distance, the sound of birdsong. song. 